Welcome to the Pearl of Great Price podcast. Thanks for joining us today. It's November the 5th and on this day in Christian history we go back to the year 2005 and we travel to York Minster, a famous cathedral in the north of England, which was artistically illuminated to celebrate the 400th anniversary of the foiling of the York-born Guy Fawkes' gunpowder plot. Guy, or Guido, was born and educated in York, but his father died when he was eight years old, after which his mother married a recusant Catholic, that is a Roman Catholic, who refused to conform to the new Anglican Church. Fawkes had converted to Catholicism, and in October 1591, he sold the estate in Clifton in York that he had inherited from his father. This had given him some financial independence, and he had travelled to the continent to fight for Catholic Spain until the Peace of Vervan in 1598. Even after the peace had been signed between Spain and France, England remained at war with Spain, with the failed Spanish invasion led by the famous Spanish Armada having taken place only five years before. Fawkes joined Sir William Stanley, an English Catholic and a veteran commander who had been held in high regard by Queen Elizabeth I, but who had switched sides to serve Spain. It was a time of great turmoil, shifting allegiances, and religion was very politicised. Fawkes became a junior officer and had been recommended for a captaincy. He travelled to Spain to seek support for a Catholic rebellion in England, and although he was received politely at the court of Philip III, they were unwilling to offer him any support. When he returned to England, he would meet Robert Catesby, who had planned to assassinate King James I and restore a Catholic monarch to the throne. Leasing an undercroft beneath the House of Lords, Fawkes was placed in charge of the gunpowder that they had stockpiled there. But after a tip-off, he was arrested, questioned, tortured, and then executed. York Minster is formerly known as the Cathedral and the Metropolitan Church of St. Peter in York, and is one of the largest in Northern Europe. The title Minster was given to churches established in the Anglo-Saxon period as missionary teaching churches. The Great East Window, finished in 1408, is one of the largest expanse of medieval stained glass in the world and represents scenes from the Book of Revelation, while the Great West Window contains a heart-shaped design colloquially known as the Heart of Yorkshire. The English Reformation had led to the looting of much of the cathedral's treasures and the loss of much of the church lands. And under Elizabeth, there was a concerted effort to remove all traces of Roman Catholicism from the cathedral. There was much destruction of tombs, windows and altars. In the English Civil War, the city was besieged and fell to the forces of the Puritan Thomas Cromwell in 1644. But Thomas Fairfax prevented any further damage to the cathedral. 
And following the easing of religious tensions, there was some work to restore the cathedral. During the 20th century, there was more concerted preservation work, and during the excavations that were carried out, remains of the north corner of the Roman Principia, the headquarters of the Roman fort Ebocarum, was found under the south transept. The fort was on the edge of the Western Empire, and after crushing an insurrection, the Emperor Constantius I had come to Ebocarum, and in 306 he became the second emperor to die there. His son Constantine was instantly proclaimed as successor by the troops based in the fortress. Although it took Constantine 18 years to become the sole ruler of the emperor. See the pod of October the 26th. His role in stopping the persecution of Christianity and promulgating the Edict of Milan which allowed religious freedom saw significant growth in the early church and his baptism on his deathbed would make him the first Christian Roman emperor. Today there is a statue outside of York Minster commemorating Constantine's presence there. In 1984, York Minster suffered a serious fire in its south transept during the early morning hours. A total of 114 firefighters from across North Yorkshire responded to the fire and contained it. Firefighters made the decision to deliberately collapse the roof of the south transept by pouring tens of thousands of gallons of water onto it in order to save the rest of the building from destruction. A repair and restoration project was completed at a cost of over two million and included new roof bosses to designs that had been won in a competition put on by the BBC Blue Peter programme for children. The roof trusses were rebuilt in oak and some were coated with fire retardant plaster. And a subsequent investigation found an 80% chance that the fire was caused by a lightning strike to a metal electrical box on the roof. A 10% chance was that the fire was caused by arson and another 10% chance that the fire was caused by an electrical fault. Some traditionalist Anglicans suggested that the fire was a sign of divine displeasure at the recent consecration of the neighbouring Bishop of Durham, David Jenkins, who had been widely quoted, who had been widely misquoted, saying that the resurrection of Christ was just a conjuring trick with bones. But his actual words, as recorded on television, said the resurrection is not a conjuring trick with bones. He was trying to make a more profound point that the resurrection was real, but he considered the resurrection not a single event, but as a series of experiences that gradually convinced people that Jesus' life, power, purpose and personality were actually divine. Today in 2005, the failed plot of Guy Fawkes was memorialised at York Minster by Patrick Warriner using his unique chromolith technique in which he paints the buildings with light, picking out sculpted architectural details.
The building is so impressive that lighting up in this way had already occurred in November 2002 by the York-born Mark Brayshaw, who had led to similar illuminations being projected over the Christmas period in subsequent years. And in October 2010, York Minster's south transept was selected for Rose, a son illumière created by international artists, which lit up the entire exterior of the south transept of the Minster and illuminated the Rose window. That's all for the Pearl of Great Price today. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow if you can as we look at the founder of the Prison Fellowship, Charles Colson. And as we are coming towards the end of a year of podcasts, it's unlikely that next year we will be able to keep up producing a daily podcast unless funding allows it. If you wish to support us or can suggest themes for a series of podcasts for next year, please email us on pogppod at gmail.com. Our archives can be found at www.pogp.net And if you have time, please subscribe, share the podcast with friends and have a lovely day wherever you are. Thanks for listening and thanks to Kevin McLeod for today's music. <laughs>